This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 047, Strange Magic. Germany, Wembley, England, and New York City, Strange Magic is a sixth song on Face the Music, second song on Side 2. In an interview with Uncle Joe Benson for Off the Record, Jeff Lynn said, Richard Tandy played the guitar solo. It was totally necessary. I just couldn't work it out. It was such a long run with two fingers. I wasn't used to doing anything with two fingers. Obviously, I played the chords. But Richard is very articulate in his playing. He's very knowledgeable about jazz and chord structures. So he was the obvious one to play that. In a February 23rd, 2009 Facebook post, backup singer Marge Raymond said, On Strange Magic, we did very subtle background vocals. We sang on the chorus, Strange Magic. And then the part, It's Magic, It's Magic, It's Magic. We had a great unison sound on that. In the liner notes for the 2006 remaster of Face the Music, Jeff wrote, Strange Magic is a track that I didn't know was a single. There it was in the top 10. In the December 1976 issue of Trouser Press, Joel Bellman wrote, The dreadful disco of Evil Woman was followed by an equally lame non-entity called Strange Magic, which has also proved a huge hit. In the March 30th, 2016 issue of The Guardian, Mark Beaumont wrote, Strange Magic stands as ELO's finest smoocher, the sound of a 1950s prom splashing out on the Royal Philharmonic for the last dance. It shuffles along beneath a carry-like hanging bucket of cheese, dribbling half-cut romantic poetry in our ear. But it's redeemed by the audacity of Lynn being so enamored with this girl that he leaps into an exultant Bee Gees falsetto for the chorus, like Tom Cruise bouncing on Oprah's sofa. And that, coming from a bearded brummy in the 70s, was true love. The song was used in the movie The Virgin Suicides in 1999, promos for a sci-fi channel TV show The Dresden Files in 2007, and it was sung by Evan Rachel Wood and Alan Cumming in the 2015 movie named after the song. You can do magic. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. I love strange magic. I mean, I've always loved it since I first heard it when I was a kid, probably, on the radio. There's nothing about it for me to hate. It's so dreamy. I love the 12-string guitar that's on the flange that warbles all through it. The strings are great, and the, the way he sings the words, it's, it's all so dreamy. I mean, I've been trying to think of what can I say about the song other than it makes me swoon, and there really isn't much else I can say about it except it makes me swoon. I really love it. I didn't realize until I looked at the lyrics today how there really aren't any. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love the song. It's just I never realized how there really isn't much to this other than saying strange magic over and over again. And, well, I guess if you can actually make a good song out of it and do what he did with it, then that's not too bad of a thing. I think the reason why you don't notice the lack of lyrics is because of the music build. Yeah. Starts off with very few instruments and then starts layering on more and more and more as well as more vocals overlaid. You get the female vocals and the la la la's in there by the end and there's so much going on you don't notice that the verses are two lines and the whole song is largely the chorus repeated over and over again. Yeah, that's what I noticed this morning. So I was like, maybe I can find something to talk about if I read the lyrics. And it's like, oh, that's it? That's all there's ever been? Two lines in two verses, and the rest is just strange magic? Oh, what a strange magic? Oh, 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 strange magic? Okay. I guess if the tune is good enough, well, I've always kind of thought this anyway. If the tune is good enough, then the lyrics don't matter so much, because unless there's some sort of deep meaning in the words that really reach into you and, and grab you and say, man, that is so, I feel that, then people don't really pay attention to the lyrics this pretty much proves it. You got a good tune, the words don't matter so much. It might be a little bit comparable, even though it doesn't have the twisting of a knife in it. Mm. Talking about just making a song out of a few words and the tune is good, but you can actually get deep meaning because remember, R.E.M.'s the one I love. Nah, yeah. It's the same thing repeated over and over again until one line is changed. The last verse just changes one line in the whole thing and all of a sudden just, ooh, this guy's like a complete and total. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, you know what, and uh, and it doesn't really do too much with the lyrics, but it, just like Strange Magic, is a good tune to listen to it musically. Now, one thing I was going to say about this is ELO became very popular because of their ballads. Yeah. And this shows how far they had come since Oh No, Not Susan. Yes. Because Oh No, Not Susan was a ballad, but it just plotted and had no hook to it yeah it just laid there right and then when you get to strange magic not only you got the chorus but then you got that string part even though it is a bit repetitive it really brings you in to the song and everything Mm -hmm. in a way that you look at something like oh no not susan which lyrically is has a lot more going for it but it just kind of lays there yeah and so it does show how Jeff Lynne did take some ideas from El Dorado and actually started to build more of a pop sound because Can't Get It Out of My Head, I think, was really the first place where he really decided to do that Yeah. on a ballad. And this shows how he's making a lot of hay from it. And even though Telephone Line, I still think, is kind of the best example of it. But still, this shows really what you can do with this type of music and with pop music if you really want to put some effort into it. Yeah, and it's not just the string buildup in the chorus. There's also the swirling strings that go on the last half of the song. Back when Richard Tandy first came into the scene, and I said, we'll get to some stuff later about Richard Tandy's contribution to... Contributioning, I think is what I said. To ELO. He plays the guitar on this, the lead guitar. Yes, he does. Jeff said he just could not make his fingers do it. Richard could. And when I found that out, I don't know, about 30 years ago, I was like, oh, good for Richard. He can play the guitar, too. 
And then after that, I thought, well, of course, idiot. Have, have you heard him play keyboards and synthesizer and piano? He knows how to play music. So it wouldn't be that much of a stretch for him to make his fingers play guitar. Yeah, because a man who's good with his fingers can usually do a number of different things. I, and the way his fingers go crazy on the synthesizers, I'm sure he can make a guitar do some crazy things too. Or some pleasant things. Some pleasing things. True. In uh, addition to the female vocals on this, we've got about every member of the band contributing to background vocals. And that was something I didn't really wonder about until we started looking into Face the Music and how many times the female background singers have been used. I just always thought that was Jeff Lynne multi-tracking himself because the female backing vocals really sound like Jeff's kind of backing vocal work. Yeah, Jeff is overdubbing some of himself on here, but yeah, it's a good portion of the band, and from what I was reading in the live versions, Bev Bevan would actually come out from behind the drums and do the baritone part of the chorus. So I guess in live versions with this, you got the ELO Barbershop Quartet at some point, <laughs> and... <laughs> I would like to see that. Jeff Lynn's next project should be Electric Barbershop Quartet. That would be... That'd be- <laughs> Would I would actually, I would actually pay good money for that album. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did not know that Bev could sing. I didn't know it at all. Actually, I thought he was drummer and occasional sound effects and maybe something in the background, but I didn't know that uh, Bevan could sing. Yeah, well, from what I was reading, it didn't really say if he could sing. It just said oh. he did sing. <laughs> he there, did there, sing. there may okay. be. There, remember, there, there is a distinction there. That's true. Ringo did sing. Whether he could sing. Sometimes. Exactly. Got something to say about Strange Magic? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Was it a hit or was it? Strange Magic was released in America in February 1976, with New World Rising as the B-side. It got to number 14 on Billboard's Hot 100 and number 50 on their Easy Listening charts. It reached number 20 on the Record World chart. On Cashbox, it peaked at number 14 and ranked at number 77 for the year-end chart. In the UK, it was released in June 1976 with an edited version of Showdown from the live album The Night the Light Went On in Long Beach. The single sputtered up to number 38. In Australia, it made a quick hello at number 85, hit number 41 on the Canada Adult Contemporary Chart, and number 42 in the Great White North's Top Singles Chart. And I have the promo copy with picture sleeve. Yellow label for stereo side, white for the mono side. It's okay, you can be jealous. You bastard! Are you on Facebook? <laughs> Okay, sounds like you are. Make the experience more enjoyable by joining the Facebook group Jeff Lynn's Blue World. Not only can you post anything even slightly tangentially related to ELO without some tin-plated nerd with delusions of godhood blocking, deleting, or removing you, but you can win sh- ELO calendars, ties, even tickets to Xanadu! Ah, oh, crap! Uh, not the movie, the play. <laughs> Jeff Lynn's Blue World. I thank God that dream came true! If you enjoy this podcast, Please show your financial support through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash ELOPod, or through PayPal, ELOFTMPodcast at gmail.com, or give to our Kickstarter campaign. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? Uh.
I did not hate it at all. I really loved it. I never ever want to stop listening to it. I will never forget that song, I hope. Wow, she liked it. Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song by song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment Assorted Deli Meats Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast and get some goodies at patreon.com slash elopod. Next week, episode 048, Down Hometown. I am the princess, Madeline K.Y. Reed.